0: Go, Chris.
1: Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to dare. All right, here we are again. Welcome to the podcast that we call Love the Graps. Call it that because it's its name. Yeah, that's true. Um, As has been previously established... Um, right now it is 33 minutes past midnight. Yeah. Um, on uh, early on a Sunday morning now. Yeah. Um, we have just got back, got out of the car from a longish journey back. Two hours. Around two hours. Yeah, not um, too bad. Two hours in the car, including a stint up the M1 with a little bit of traffic. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of road works, but hey ho. You don't listen to this for roadwork news. Don't you? If this is where you're coming for your road work news, then I've got news for you. You're in the wrong place, sister. Yeah. Um. This is Love the Graps, and we want to talk about some grap wrestling fun that we had tonight. Um. We've just got home from XWA. Yep. Yeah. In Colchester. Yep. Yeah. Um, a show, uh, the Gold Rush 2017. Yep. Yeah. Um, a show headlined with a Gold Rush Rumble. Yep, and the Gold Rush Rumble traditionally yep. uh, gives someone a title shot, but that was slightly different tonight. That was tr- slightly different. Um, yeah. The title itself was on the line in the Gold yeah. Rush Rumble. I think we might get onto that a little bit later. Yeah. So, um, But also one of the key points for the whole show was the presence of one Kota Ibushi. Yes. Uh, the big selling point for the show. One of his exclusive dates over in the UK for yeah. XWA. Um, and a good turnout tonight. Yeah? Um, a bit down on the usual. XWA, Chris.
0: Let's, let's tell people. People might not know what XWA is. Uh, XWA. Uh, the X doesn't stand for anything. No. Uh, in fact, it's, it's almost a cross uh, mm. in that it's... Uh, promotion that grew out of the FWA, uh, which was a promotion that I was involved with uh, sort of early in its history. Um, once I'd left, it went on to much more successful things. Um, eventually ended up in Morecambe, which is kind of weird. Okay. Um, Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in Morecambe, it uh, moved into becoming the XWA from the FWA. Okay. Um but then at some point, uh, Morecambe got fed up of being the XWA. And it is no longer the XWA. The, the promotion that runs Morecambe is now Alpha Omega. Okay. Um, and the XWA went down south uh, with a guy called Dan Reed, um, who we know uh, him and his wife Emily run Pro Wrestling Eve as well. Yeah. Um, and Dan Reed runs the XWA now out of Colchester. Um, so it's kind of a legacy promotion, um, from the FWA, uh, and it's a bit of, a a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, which is I think, a bit. again, we will we'll get onto that a bit later, yeah. but, um, they, they run family friendly shows, attract a lot of children to their shows. Not um, on their own. No, no. They are accompanied by Yeah. Um, and they're, they're doing really well in their market. And um, tonight, I say that the crowd was a little bit down tonight. Um, usually, no. they have ex WWE
1: yeah, people, very notable for no um, WWE mm. stars. Yeah, um, and in fact, the uh, the advertising for the
0: next show there um, just mentions an ex WWE star to be announced. Yes. so that's the selling point there. Yeah, um, but that wasn't there tonight. But still, a
1: healthy crowd. Yeah, definitely, and a yeah. crowd that were definitely into a lot of um a lot of the stuff not just um as you would expect um the but also you know it didn't feel like a crowd that would just have cheered say your mvps yeah um your carlitos no. um they were they were into the xwa regulars yeah um particularly lion kid yeah they loved the bit of lion kid yeah. ah! lion kid um if you're not familiar, is a I guess he's a high flyer. He does yeah. some of the flying stuff. He's the British Tiger Mask. He's the British Tiger Mask to some extent. He where he's a lion based character. Who is also um, a kid, um, and he, he he has a lot of merch on sale. Yeah, which sells, which sells. Yeah, sort a lot of um, lion kid foam claws. Yeah, people buy um, lion kid masks. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so, so well done. A, him. Yeah, so somebody like him. is very popular down there but um enough of rounding that sort of thing up and letting people know about xwa let's let people know what we enjoyed about tonight's show yeah um in a little section i like to call love the graps hashtag love the graps yeah hashtag love the graps um now i'm gonna let you go first because i quite often ramble on a bit and go first but have you? You've got something in particular you want? Yeah, we'll we'll save the big
0: one, yeah, for for last. Um, but for me personally, the opening match tonight was Jody Fleisch yeah. against Doug Williams. Uh, two veterans of the sport. Uh, Jody Fleisch had a bit of time out. Uh, never really fulfilled the potential, the enormous potential he had. Yeah. Um, Doug, on the other hand, went over to Japan. Went over to America. Uh, had a, a pretty successful career um these two guys were two of the three with johnny storm who was also there tonight um, who really got me into the britress uh when i first got into uh british independent wrestling in 2000 which sounds futuristic but is in the the distant, the distant past, past at this point um, they were the guys that i really wanted to see and Whereas tonight we drove two hours to go and see Kotoribushi. Uh they were the guys that I was driving two hours to see in the year two thousand. Yeah. And it was really nice to, to sit there and bask in that nostalgic glow tonight. And they can still go. Jody looks amazing. Jody is a freak. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and Doug uh, his his style has changed a little. Yeah. Um, he's not doing the Cabrada anymore, um, probably with, with good reason. Um, but still, uh, a compelling uh, wrestler to watch. Yeah. And it really—it was really just nice for me. Um, I, I won't say bookend because I've still got a lot of way to go here. And they've it, still got. Uh, yeah, they've still got. But it was them. nice that the the thing that that really sold British independent wrestling to me. Was also on display tonight in a very specific way, so that was very much my grasp tonight. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean, I, I'm happy for you to sort of uh, to um, wind you up and let you go on that one because I don't have that same sort of connection with those guys. Mm. Um, I do really like Doug Williams, um, as we mentioned before. I do I try to run a wrestling promotion, and we had Doug on our first show. Um, I've got a lot of time um, for Doug Williams. I mean, he, he at the time, he was um, using uh, the moniker, the um, British Wrestling, um, Ambassador of British Wrestling. Mm. Um, and he really was that for a time, because yeah. he was one of the few guys for a long time, um, few English performers to make uh, impact in the US. Yeah. Um, you know, in Ring of Honour, in TNA also over in Japan as well for yeah. Noah um, you know that he is a very successful um, ambassador for British wrestling so uh, on the other hand Jody Fleisch was a person that I didn't really know a whole lot about except seeing highlight video packages on the wrestling channel in 2004 2005 and seeing the odd match here and there seeing his moon salts off of balconies and stuff like that but i know you know he obviously did, he did some stuff in North America. Yeah. Um Not lots. Um, but it is amazing, like, to see these guys still going some, you know, 15, you know, 17, 20 years later. Yeah. Um, and particularly um, Jody Fleisch, who, who was kind of, he was almost out of the business for a little while. Yeah. He, he's had a real sort of... I don't want to go so far as career renaissance in the last couple of years, but he's definitely had what I'd call a generous comeback. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen him in the last couple of years working for Rev Pro. Uh, WXW. WXW. Um, he's been taking the classic Jody Flies Johnny Storm match around. Yeah. Um, which almost in itself is a nice nostalgia act for for a certain portion of British wrestling fans like yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I still think he's, he's still
0: got something in him as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, it was just really nice. Um, that, was, that was something I particularly loved about tonight. Yeah. Um, what
1: about you, Chris? What about me, Alan? What about me indeed? Um, one of the things I really liked tonight was um, was a wrestler that I haven't seen lots of Um, I have seen bits and pieces of him um, in different guises, actually, um, was the development um, of Tom Dawkins' new character. Yeah. um, The artist formerly known as Tom Dawkins um, and his new persona, Cara Noir. Blackface. (laughs) Blackface, yeah, that's right. Um, Which, interestingly, is mostly a white face painted face. Yeah. Yeah. and, uh, it's, it's very, it's almost like an exotic gimmick yep. with a dark tinge to it. Very theatrical. Very theatrical. Yeah. Um, he comes out to the, uh, what's some, some classical music? I think it's from Swan Lake. All right. I think it's... Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Whatever um, that one is. And yeah, he has, uh... A cape with which extends out into yep. quite a theatrical like wings yeah. um, he has um, white and black face paint um, very much a sort of eccentric as you say theatrical character yeah. kind of broken yeah a little bit broken
0: uh, a bit tortured
1: yeah um, and he's a villain as well yeah. um, at least he is um, in XWA yeah. and and I think that's his first appearance as that character in XWA yeah
0: because he's previously just been Black Belt Tom Dawkins.
1: Yeah. Thing. And I think it's really interesting to see somebody like Tom Dawkins yeah. who um I don't think I don't think it's an insult to say has probably been a bit of a one-dimensional um and quite dull character prior to this. Yeah. Um going out on a limb and really embracing something a little bit different. Well, not a little bit different, very different yeah. to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the, the the presentation of British wrestling in 2017. Um, you either have your Lion Kids or you have your Trent Sevens.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, and there you are with um, Cara Noir. Yeah. A kind of out there extreme personality um who is also tom dawkins is a very very good wrestler yeah see i've been pimping tom dawkins for
0: years um ever since i first saw him as uh, pure britannico down at lucha britannia um because he's he's got that training uh, that has served will osprey so well yep. um he's very similar to, to will osprey and a will lot have ways. worked with osprey a lot oh of course yeah um but there, there was that kind of blandness to him a little bit. The old black belt Tom Dawkins uh, thing. And he didn't quite click, I think, to a lot of people as just Tom Dawkins. Yeah. Um, but I think this, and he's, he's doing a slight variation of it as well at Lucha Britannia as Pavo Real. Um, I think this will, will push him to a, a, another level. Um, and I'm quite excited to see where he's going to go with it. I'd like to see him do it. I know he's doing it in Hope. Yep. Um, and, of course, he's doing it in XWA. I'd like to see it in a few more promotions. IPWK use him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he can uh, extend the promotion, the uh, gimmick to that promotion. Um, I think it's perfect for progress.
1: Yeah, I think it's black and white for a start. Yeah, it fits, they love their black and it white. It fits their styling. Yeah. Um, and it would... Bring a different kind of slant to what they do yeah um, I think they could use a character like that that could have really great matches yeah and, and that's what you will get with Tom Dawkins yeah um, now having said all of this I think the character is still very early in its development oh of course Yeah. he, need, he there, there. there's things in there some of the mannerisms particularly on his entrance that I'm not 100% keen mm. on I'd like him to tighten some of that up. He is coming out to a very particular piece of music that um, he needs to make sure is loud. Like Maybe he needs to do another mix of that. Just get a mix of that boosted up because particularly at the end of his matches tonight, the music was too quiet. Yeah. Um, And it starts too slowly as well. So maybe you need another mix that kicks in somewhere down the line at the end. Um, But maybe choreograph your entrance a bit more to the music. Mm-hmm. Um uh also, you know, I think and a lot of this will come with time, just the sort of way you carry yourself in the ring, um, to try and match with the character. And he's got he's working on that and you yeah. can see it. Yeah. Like and maybe some of that is is in himself. I don't know him personally at all. I've never met him. I've had some exchanges with him on social media in the past, but I don't know a whole lot about him. Yeah. Um but that's exciting to see I think what is most exciting is to see somebody take a chance
0: yeah taking those risks
1: yeah because he was getting booked as Tom Dawkins yep as you say he was getting booked in IPW he was already the champion in XWA yep under the Tom Dawkins banner and he would have been facing um, Kota Ibushi tomorrow night Mm -hmm. as Tom Dawkins in a tag match had he not Change to Cara Noir um, regardless so you know that was it wasn't as if that wasn't working for him at all it wasn't as if he couldn't have carved out his own little you know place in British wrestling as Tom Dawkins so it is nice to see somebody taking risks and kind of ironic that tomorrow he'll be tagging with Jimmy Havoc yeah who
0: is one of the last people to to bring a a theatrical bent into into Britwrests Yep. Um, with some of the stuff he was doing in progress,
1: um, so yeah it's, yeah it's... I, and I actually you know that was one of the things I, I thought earlier was you know when the tag match that they 're doing tomorrow, which is um, Ibushi and go to Hashi versus Tom Dawkins and Jimmy havoc, uh, one of the things I did think originally about that match was, well, I wish there was somebody other than Tom Dawkins in there like, and now there is, and now there is' Karen Noir, and yeah. I think. That, that that character now will bring a different element to that match that wasn't there with just Tom Dawkins. Yeah. Um. So let's let's not avoid the elephant in the room anymore. Okay.
0: Let's get down to it. Yeah. Um. Very much my graps. Yes. Very much. Um. Was everything about Kota Ibushi versus Goto Ehashi.
1: Yeah. Every every second. Of that match. Yeah. From the moment, um, to Hashi stepped through the curtain to, um, you know, Kota Ibushi getting, um, spoilers, Kota Ibushi wins. <laughs> um, getting a standing ovation at the end of the match. Yeah. Um, everything was fantastic. Um, See, and completely different to anything we have seen yeah. this year. Um, it was a, a wrestling match. Uh, of a sort
0: yeah it, it was a boxing match yeah um it was a walk around the arena it yeah. was a, a ride around the arena yes on, on a mountain they, bike they turned the arena into a velodrome they did yeah. um go to actually fell off the bike mm-hmm. at one point uh much to uh hilarity of everyone yeah uh, nearby he also um had the uh bike rammed into his face
1: yeah um, for those of you who aren't familiar with both these gentlemen um, Kota Ibushi is um, a handsome young uh, Japanese uh, wrestler yep he is, he was part of the WWE Cruiserweight Classic tournament yep last year and he is considered one of the very best wrestlers in the world um, yep. famous for his time in New Japan and um, his other exploits in um in, in Japan um and is one of the hottest free agents yeah. as it were um in wrestling across the world yeah right now if 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 he had wanted to he would have signed with WWE yeah um WWE I, it's it, my understanding is there was a contract offer on the table for him. if he him. had
0: signed it, he'd have been the Cruiserweight champion. Yeah,
1: yeah. He would have won that tournament the yeah. hands down. He could also walk back into New Japan yeah. any time. So that's, that's Kota Ibushi. Yeah. One of the, the, one of the very best wrestlers in the world. Now, how would you, Alan, <laughs> describe the wrestler Goto Ehashi? Goto Ehashi, um, first, I think it's worth
0: saying, is Kota Ibushi's best mate. Yeah, I think that is evident. Uh, Goto Ahashi is from the DDT promotion in Japan, uh, as was Kota Ibushi in his early days. Um, If I were to physically describe Goto Ahashi, I would put him at about 5 foot 2.
1: Yeah, that's being generous, I think. And
0: probably about 20 stone. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, maybe a bit more.
1: Um, And he
0: doesn't carry it well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, yeah.
0: yeah um, he's kind of an egg on legs it's a lot it's all around the middle isn't it but he has poise yep and presence yep uh, he hit a drop kick to yep. Kotrabushi's face <laughs> he did um, yeah. so he can he can fly uh, he can move very quickly uh, and he's amazing yes uh, and the two of them conspired to thrill A crowd the majority of whom um didn't know uh goto ihashi certainly not some of whom didn't even know koto ibushi yeah those of them that did probably knew him from the cruiserweight classic um and by the end of it everyone was into it everyone yeah
1: um Let's say pretty much everyone, because yeah. um, there were a few children around us, or maybe they were young teens that were probably being a little bit, yeah. they were probably being like I was when I was yeah. a younger wrestling fan, yeah. being a bit sort of snarky about it. Yeah. Um, I, now what I did I hear a comment very early on in the match from a child behind me, was, uh, Kota, you deserve better than this, which may or may not be true yeah Um, we know you know if you're familiar with Ibushi you know the kind of matches um, he's capable of Um, I would certainly recommend looking up his his matches with Shinsuke Nakamura in New Japan Mm -hmm. um, for some incredible matches Um, it's matches against another best friend of his Kenny Omega yeah um, in DDT as well Um, but There was a comment, actually, um, a little tangent because it's just come back to me thinking about things that children said around us. Um, When Goto came out, the child that sat right next to me, he was amazed that this man was coming out to wrestle. And he actually said, that's the fattest man I have ever seen. (laughs) And by the end of that match... That that child was in well was in love with the character yeah. of Gotahashi. Yeah, he was rooting for him to win. He were, he jumped to his feet at the end of the match. Yeah, like it was amazing to sort of see that that sort of reaction. He was filming a lot of it on his phone as well. <laughs> um, but oh, it's, it's but snitches get stitches. <laughs> well, I didn't catch his name. I'm not yeah. sure where he's going to be posting that. Yeah, but. Um, you know, we'll see if, um, you know, Dan Reed is tracking down those sort of pirates.
0: But the whole thing is, maybe, depending on your definition of better, Kota Ibushi does deserve better. But let's not beat around a bush that the choice to perform in things like tonight and to be Tiger Mask W yep. in, in New Japan, uh, spoilers uh, for anyone who... uh didn't realize, uh, and to go to WrestleMania weekend last year and fight for Kaiju. Yeah, um, these are entirely his own choices because he loves his own particular brand of wrestling. Yeah, and we are the lucky beneficiaries of what he is producing.
1: Yeah, he he does he really excites me because like like mean like I've just been talking about Car and Noir. Hmm. I love the idea of people taking risks. Yeah. And I really like it when people are a bit silly. Like wrestling is either deadly serious or it's kind of vaudeville comedy. Mm. And I I like I I still haven't immersed myself in it enough. Um but it's one of the things I really like about DDT is that you do get these breaks where we're all like okay we're all in on the joke here. Yeah. Like, we all know this This can... You know, from an outside perspective, this is a bit stupid. Hmm. But if you're in on the joke, you can just enjoy yeah. it for what it is. And there were moments in the match tonight which were absolutely ridiculous. But also, like, there, were, <laughs> there was a weird intensity to it. Yeah. I mean, they... they um Kotobushi very early on in the match, after after um, crashing a bicycle (laughs) into Ehashi's head, Um, Ehashi actually at that point being stuck between the ring and the catwalk um, walkway that they had, um, he brought out some boxing gloves and they proceeded to leather each other. (laughs) They weren't holding back. They weren't holding back. It wasn't like, you know, oh, we're going to do a funny, (laughs) like... You know, oh, I'm going to be Muhammad Ali and you yeah. be, um, who, another boxer, another boxer's name. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm one of these people I think I've found recently that just can't remember names. <laughs> um. Cassius Clay. Uh, yeah. Muhammad Ali versus Cassius Clay. Yeah. Um, uh, they really just, they, uh, by the end of that whole section, they were in the ring, just punching each other <laughs> in the face. And I genuinely thought at one point, so they, they were, uh, Ahashi was getting knocked down and the, um, the referee was doing a 10 count. Yeah. And he was getting back to his feet. There was one point, I, just, I didn't think he was going to get back up. Yeah, He was flat out. I thought that there'd been a legitimate knockout. Um, but no, that's not how it ended. Um, there was still time for Ahashi to do a moonsault. <laughs> which was ridiculous.
0: See, the thing is,
1: Kota Ibushi, when
0: he announced he was leaving New Japan, he announced the, that he was forming the uh, Kota Ibushi Wrestling Research Institute. And people have wondered what that is or what that is going to be.
1: This this is it. This is the Wrestling yeah. Research, research I feel Institute like, that we're seeing the results of. I feel of. like Kota Ibushi is the Kotobushi Wrestling Research Institute yeah um, he's trying things yeah like because DDT does these sort of matches all right and well I think we're both pretty excited about the upcoming uh, match that's going to be taking place on a moving train yeah a whole show a whole show but it's basically one match that's going to last a whole show on yeah. a moving train Um, And they do those sort of... They do those sort of things. Yeah. But to go across to the other side of the world where you haven't... To the best of my knowledge, Abushi hasn't performed in the UK before. Where you haven't performed before. um, Where if you've got knowledge of most... Much of English wrestling history this isn't the sort of thing no. that we've gone for traditionally um, and that's a big risk it's a big risk for um, Ibushi creatively, yeah. maybe not financially um, yeah. um, it's a big for, risk for him creatively, it's a big risk for the promoters tonight yeah. um, the to really, trust him to, to trust that he's gonna give it his all yeah. Um and to trust that the audience is going to take to it as well. Yeah. And I think that was... Just, I, I don't know, you know, financially how this would have played out tonight. I, I don't profess to have any particular insight into things when I, when you get to those sort of levels yeah. of, of, of talent you're booking. Um, but I think creatively, it, that was a hit tonight. Yeah, massively. Everything about it. Yeah. And I think... Um, Dan Reed should go to bed tonight with a smile on his face knowing that he's bought um, a very special match to the UK and a match that I don't doubt over the next few days the internet will be buzzing about. Yeah. Yeah. And if he can get that up online, on demand, if he can get that show on demand, I think he will sell a bunch of them.
0: Which you're not very good at, Dan, if you're listening. Sort that out. Yeah. We want to uh, buy... Your video on demand, as do people around the world. Yeah, uh, particularly fans of DDT Kota Ibushi, So sort that out. Definitely. Yeah. So um, we very much love that. Was there anything that
1: was hashtag not your graps? There were a, there were a few things. Yeah. Um, that weren't really for me. Um, that weren't my graps, and I think the main sort of thing was. There are a couple of matches: the Gold Rush Rumble, yeah, and there was a four-way match, yeah, um, featuring Penta, L, blah 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 blah. That's the you man. know, the Pentagon Man. Yeah, I'm going to call him the Pentagon Man the from Pentagon now. I think. Man. Yeah. Um, and Lance Lawrence and James Castle and Johnny Storm. Yeah. Um, and they both of those matches kind of fell apart a little bit they were pretty confused at parts um I think particularly the four way was a little bit of a disaster especially to start with yeah um where so it was it was a four way match um but I think what they were going for was a two people in the ring and two people on the outside, and they have to tag him. Yeah. But that wasn't set up at the beginning of the match. Then they went to it partway through the match. Yeah. And it only ever... like So Lance Lawrence only ever tagged Pentagon, and yeah. Johnny Storm only ever tagged James Castle. So it felt like they'd decided it was a tag match. Yeah. And, and then that broke down, and everybody was pinning everybody... Um, and I'm not one that's really like a massive stickler for the legal man. No. Um but it just like I was conf- I was genuinely confused. Yeah, I didn't it. know
0: what we were watching.
1: Um, and Penta L Zero M uh
0: was one of the, the reasons we went to the show. Yep. And I can't help but feel he might have been better in just a singles
1: match. I think and I I, I have varying degrees of appreciation for all of the other three of the guys in that yeah. match. I think he would have been better off facing any one of them. Yeah. Rather than one, one on of off. them. Yeah. Um but I still enjoy I like once it kind of settled into what it wanted to be. Yeah. Once it just became a straightforward way, which is what happened ultimately. Yeah. Um it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Like there was lots of fun stuff in there. Um, it's the first time I've seen the Pentagon Man live, yeah, um, and it was that was nice, um, but yeah, it, it was very strange at the beginning. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened. Yeah, and
0: the, the Rumble, Rumbles are tough. Yep, they're they're a tough sell to keep interesting. Yep, uh, because a lot of the same things happen over and over again. Yeah, um, and if you're trying to tell a story, yeah, uh, it is difficult because. It, it's difficult in a match with two people. Yeah. Um, at one point, I think there were a dozen people in the ring tonight. Uh, and it's tough to to tell that that story with, with so many yeah. people. And because of the necessity of needing a lot of people to make it a worthwhile rumble, you're going to have people of varying degrees of experience yeah. and ability in there. Um, so it is difficult. It's not an easy thing at all. Hmm. But... I don't think it particularly told any story tonight.
1: Well, should we talk quickly about the story they were trying to tell? Yeah. Well, with
0: it. The story, and, um, and this is, perhaps comes under up my graps as well, is that the, the champion going into tonight's show was uh, Cara Noir, Tom, yeah. Tom Dawkins. Uh, and he was to face his uh, current nemesis, Lion Kid. Uh, and they'd been having a, a bit of a to-do so tonight's match was declared uh, no DQ, anything goes. Now, during the course of that, uh, a man uh, who may or may not uh, resemble uh, a certain other person on the XWA roster. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, um, he interjected himself yeah. on behalf of Tom Dawkins and helped Tom Dawkins win. Now, it's a no DQ match. So that, while a bit rum, is yeah. perfectly legal. Yeah. However, Dan Reed decided that uh, he didn't want Tom Dawkins to win this way. So he said, although the, the match would go, Caranoir would have successfully defended his title, uh, he was stripping him of the title. And instead of the Gold Rush Rumble being for a shot at Noir's title... It was for the vacant title. Yes. So the story to tell was that the title was held up, uh, and obviously, eventually, uh, it would come down to Lion Kid and uh, Caranoir
1: towards Jody, the Jody end. The but yeah, okay. uh,
0: another agent was was interjected into. Yes. That. Yeah. Um, so that was the kind of story that they were they were trying to tell.
1: Yeah. Um, the the, stri- the stripping of the title was a weird convoluted way of getting to yeah the raising the stakes of the rumble yeah um i think we we've had a brief discussion about yeah. it I, I personally i think you can get to that point without Undermine it because ultimately that's undermining the rules you've already set up, yeah, for you, the previous match. You've made a rod for your yeah. back, but you've got to go with that. Yeah, if they if Dan Reed had simply come out and said, Right, okay, yes, you won that match, you used the rules that we as XWA had laid out, yeah. and you played them against us, yeah, well, we are still in a position. To play our own rules against you. There is a Gold Rush Rumble tonight. Um, The winner of the Gold Rush Rumble traditionally gets a shot at your title. However, tonight you'll be in the Gold Rush Rumble and you'll be defending your title. Yeah. Simple. I mean, we're playing armchair. Yeah, we are. Certainly. But
0: I think that would have told a more logical story. Yeah. Um, But it still didn't get away. The fact that the, the Rumble itself. Yeah. It. It felt a little, yeah, a little disorganized,
1: and and, and because it was placed after the Kotobushi Bushi Go To a Hashi match, mm. um, and obviously you know it was for the title, yeah. So you know, I think we, we've gone on record as saying that the title matches should be the main, yeah, the main thing that your shows are based around. Like that should be the main event. Mm. Um, I think in this instance the the show would have benefited from having like switching those two around. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I think people, it, it kind of, it did fall a bit flat the the very end of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, as you say, rumbles are very hard and I love yeah. a rumble. I love a rumble, but I do think they're very, they're, they're very difficult to put together. Yeah. You've got to have a lot of people invested in put, making those moving parts work. Yeah. I mean, if you
0: look at the, the Royal Rumble, yeah. for
1: example, how many agents are involved in, in yeah. doing that? Um, yeah, I mean, the Royal Rumble is an incredible match Yeah, because they've actually... If you watch a Royal Rumble from 20 years ago and you watch a Royal... Not 20 years ago, but say 15 years... Well, no, 20 years ago. Yeah, I keep forgetting where, what year we're in. <laughs> yeah, um, we're in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you watch a Royal Rumble from 20 years ago and you watch one this year... They're completely different matches. A Raw Rumble from twenty years ago far resembles the Rumble that we saw in Colchester tonight, yeah. where you've got a lot of people just in there punching each other in the corner, waiting to do an elimination because yeah. eventually they'll know they have to do the elimination. The the Raw Rumbles that we have nowadays are so like finely choreographed mm-hmm. that the people, everybody knows where they're supposed to be at all times and. You know there there'll be a space in the ring for certain people to do certain things. It like it that I actually you know I mean obviously we talk we, we talk about the shows that we go to, but I think the Raw Rumble this year um, was one of the better ones in recent history because yeah. it was so well built with stuff happening yeah. all the way through, which is probably the hardest thing to do to keep stuff. Happening that is yeah. of importance and interest. I, th-
0: I think I, I don't like seeing a pointless rumble. Yep. So I, I do like a rumble that has got something on the line, which they did tonight. Um, but unless you can do it well um, and keep it as compelling as any other match, um, then find some other way of doing it, I guess. But yeah, that was just, you know, mm. not my graps a little bit.
1: Well, well, we'll zip along because um, we're going a little bit long here. Yeah. But there, there was one more thing that we would we, we yeah. kind of um, chatted about and wanted to sort of discuss here um, under the Not My Graps yeah. uh, banner.
0: And it, it may be something that we see as a little bit of an issue but may not be an issue. No. Um, but for me, I wonder if XWA as it currently is, um, and I I it's a promotion I've only really been focused on in the past year or so. Um, I wonder if it is is falling between two stalls. In that it is apparently, um, all evidence points to quite successfully drawing a good family-friendly crowd. Yep. Um, offering that kind of traditional um family-friendly British wrestling um Product, but also part of Dan, uh, without sort of trying to as- ascribe motives to why he does what he does, um, wants to do something a little more unique, a little more special. Um, hence, bringing Kota Ibushi and Goto Ahashi in and, and giving them free reign. Yeah, um, using Penta L0M, um, who, although he is building. A bit of a name. He's built it on the back of an an adult TV show, one which he spent a whole episode yeah. beating up three women.
1: A minute, an adult wrestling TV show? Because yeah. if we say it's an adult TV show yeah. where he beats up women, that sounds very yeah, totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I I do wonder, is it falling between two stools? Yeah. I mean, I I, I completely um, see that 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 logic there. I think it it seems like a promotion of of two with two faces Hmm. um and i I think part of that is running in colchester yeah you're gonna have to do certain things to fill a venue of the size they're using yeah and those things do involve um appealing to families Mm -hmm. um ...involve using characters like the very popular Lion Kid... um, ...that won't fly necessarily in front of a more uh, mature audience... ...that have come to British wrestling in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, And and I think personally, and I think you kind of put a disclaimer on this... ...we are a bit... ...we're we're a bit spoiled in that we do have a lot of options... Mm -hmm. ...and we pick and choose what we want to go and see and we know there are a few promotions that very much appeal to our interests and there are there are things about xwa that definitely appeal to my interests but then there are other things that sit in a sort of realm of british wrestling that i just i can't i don't connect with yeah um i don't think that's necessarily wrong i don't know whether you uh, you would say that that xwa is doing anything incorrectly um, because you saw how many people were there tonight, and yes. you saw that the reaction that that match got—the Ibushi Ahashi match—which mm-hmm. very much like if you'd have put that on in London, yeah, at a similar sized venue, you you may have packed it out. You may have got uh, people bouncing off the walls with joy about how you know excited they were with it. But the people in Colchester, the children, the families. Yeah they were equally as excited by that match. Mm. So maybe, you know, and this is our sort of wrestling snobbery around it, maybe, you know, the things that appeal to mature wrestling fans do also appeal to the children yeah. and families.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could put it that way. Um, playing Devil's Advocate, I would say that we we drove uh, two and a half hours um, there, because we took a slight detour uh, two hours back um, to see Kotoribushi versus Goto Ahashi. Um, if it was Kotoribushi against, uh, and this is just plucking a name from the recent uh, WWE past, MVP, or Kota Ibushi against Mr. Anderson, uh, I don't know if I'd have made that drive. No. Okay. Um, so it is. Dan is very successful, and Emily. We can't forget Emily as well. They're a husband and wife promoting team. Um, they're very successful at drawing those people with the mix of of Britress, uh and ex WWE, stroke current uh, impact wrestling stars. But I, I just do wonder if there's that just that little bit of of, of Dan which is hankering after.
1: Uh, a little bit more and how how you make that balance well we, we I, I'm as we mentioned previously um, perhaps on Indie Darlings mm. rather than here on Love the graps. Um, I am going to be attending their show tomorrow in Bethnal Green at the Resistance Gallery another XWA show featuring um, a lot uh, a lot of the people on the show today well some of the people from today's show yeah. most notably um, Ibushi and Ihashi And Penta El Zero. And the the Pentagon man. Yeah. Um, And it'll be interesting to see the presentation there. Because maybe we might see what it is that that the Reeds actually want to do. Without the sort of limitations placed on having to draw in a provincial town. Yeah. Um, You know, being in the capital being um you know having the sort of transport links at least that that place offers i mean i i said to you today um i couldn't without you as a as a willing um (laughs) driver um i couldn't have made it to colchester today i i I would have had to go into london and then back out of london to get there um it would have been you know prohibitive yeah uh, to say the least but I can travel on a train for an hour and a half to get to London for yeah. um, for a show in Bethnal Green that doesn't that's not a problem to me um and you know that creatively they'll have a lot more sort of leeway I think because one of the sort of points that has been raised with this show is that the ticket prices are quite high yeah um because it is a very unique and intimate show um So, creatively, they'll have a, hopefully, well, it can either go one of two ways. They'll have an audience that have bought a ticket at a a high price, so they're going to be there to have a good time. Yeah. Conversely, they could have an audience there that have paid a high price for a ticket. They're going to cross their arms and say, right, well, impress me. Make this worth the £40 that I paid for it. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see tomorrow yeah and maybe that is the the
0: thing going forward that you can do these shows um, where you use these people in a very family friendly environment um, so go to ahashi against kotrabushi is is a, a straight up DDT style match but it is it is fun and thrilling for for everybody and then the next day you run uh, a more adult themed show. I'm not sure that you could sustain it at the ticket price they're charging for this one. Uh, I think Kota Ibushi is a unique a talent to, to charge that kind of price. They've announced that Shima will be the next person that's over. Um, I can't see uh, 150 people paying 40 pounds to see Shima in 2017. Uh, But they might pay £20. Yeah. Um, So that may be a way for the reeds to to do both of the the things, to put bread on their table, uh, but also satisfy their creative urges.
1: Yeah. And I think that, again, going back to a thing that's something that I say a lot, they're people taking a risk, Mm. they're people being creative, you know, um, trying something... That is outside of a comfort zone. Um, And that excites me as a wrestling fan. I love that sense of adventure. Um, And I will be there tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be right up against the ring. Because that's how I like it in the resistance gallery. Yep. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And we had fun tonight. It was a good show. As I said, that match tonight, I think was the most enjoyable thing I've seen this year. Yeah. I've previously been to Colchester to see one match. Yeah. And
0: in a way, I did the same today. I yeah. enjoyed everything else I saw. Yeah. Um, but that one match made made the trip worthwhile. So thank you,
1: XWA, for putting that on. Um, and thank you for listening to Love the Grabs. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um That was very nice the way you uh, rounded that up there, but that's not how i end our shows (laughs) i end them by rambling on about social media and things like that so first reminder is please get on our twitter account um, or you could just go straight to the link that i'm about to give you which is lovethegraps.bigcartel.com and check out our t-shirts that we got on sale they are styled after the logo for the netflix hit show stranger things Mm. um i am really happy with the way they look um i'm actually looking at alan wearing an early prototype of such a shirt and you know what that you know i think he looks good and i would never say that about alan um no offense um (laughs) So get on that, please. Um, check us out on that Twitter, um, at Love the Graps. Um, follow Alan, at Indie Sleaze. Follow myself, more importantly, at Musly Babies. Um, and, you know, just keep on keeping on. <laughs> go and watch some wrestling. Yes, Just yeah. get out there, <laughs> watch some wrestling. But until then, go to bed. By the way, uh, fists. Yeah, it's weird. Fists, because we'll be back... Yes. With another one of these next Friday
0: about fight club.
1: Oh god, we will. It's gonna be so late at night. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay, but I am gonna to go to bed now. Yes. So I would like Alan to get out of my flat and <laughs> I'd like you people to get we out of gone. my head. We Good night. All our lives